Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Switch 12 Podcast. Hello, you, everybody. With you, as always, is Brian and Ryan coming at you from someplace in Madison, Wisconsin. As always. As always. Well, that, that's not, not true. Right, that's not true. That's not even true from last week. We, well, were, we, already, we were close to Madison. We're, we were close to Madison. We were in Sun Prairie. We did, uh, we did Checking half, out the Avengers movie. We did half the podcast in Madison. We did half the podcast in Madison. The other half was in Sun Prairie waiting for the movie, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, we're back uh, this week with another exciting episode that uh, I'm going to let Ryan kind of talk to you about. A little bit. It was his kind of brainchild, and we yeah, spent the we, last the last week really yeah. getting into it, trying to rack our brains and see if we could uh, build a proper list. Yeah, I, I I don't really know what day it came to me, but we we did a video game podcast a little bit ago, two weeks, um, and that was really just video game movies. Uh, well, other way around, movies. Uh, no, yeah, video games based on movies. Wow, that was that was terrible, um, <laughs> and. I've always been a very big fan of video game soundtracks. Beginning to end, doesn't matter. Uh, my, uh, my iPod, I guess, for my MP3 player is full of uh, these tracks. And a lot of them get replayed. Uh, mine is full of orchestral songs that you would hear in, in like a Final Fantasy or Mass Effect or something along those lines, like the epic, you know, 50 60 plus hour games but we often forget that some of the best music from a video game comes from the first from the first couple levels that you play the game and specifically it's, it's oftentimes it's the most memorable where it just sets you sets the stage for for something magical it always sticks in your head it's it's the one that everybody remembers especially from the old school video games so instead of doing like video game theme songs because everybody kind of remembers the theme song after you mention it but well, we're doing the the best of the first level video game themes so when you turn on the game most of these are plat i think all of them are platformers with i think very few exceptions when you turn on the game and go to level one one what song to us was most memorable and the ones that we have listened to even with not playing the game or, or ones that are so memorable that if you even haven't played the game ever, but you know a little bit about what the game is about, the song is that, oh yeah, that's from, you know, that's from X game. I, I know that because I heard the song. Yeah. And, you know, aside from the theme, level 1-1 one, one in, in platformers is, is where it was at. Because that's the first level you would always start. You, you go to the arcade, you put your quarter in. You don't start in the middle of the game. You start at the beginning every time. When you, when you got home and you played... Games like Mario Brothers, there was no save points. Not until Mario Three was there really save points. Yeah. So you had you heard the same songs, but <laughs> you had to keep going in order to be there. Like Ryan said, there's no save points, so and that's fine. You just get the same thing over and over again. But we picked the best of those songs that you hear all the time. the The best level one songs is what is what we're going to be doing this week, and we'll uh we'll let you get a little sample of of the song uh while we're recording. Uh, just because that's what we do. Well, we're going to do it, I suppose. We haven't yeah. done that before. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be fun. Uh, again, we just kind of wanted to do a little fun, lighthearted podcast. There wasn't much in the movie business going on. We missed Mother's Day. God. We, uh, we'll, we, we'll get it. We'll get it. We didn't miss Mother's Day. We remembered our mothers. We just didn't do anything on podcast-wise the last, for Mother's Day. Yeah, the last time we had... It fell on an odd day. Someday. Well, we did it last, <laughs> well, last year. Last time... Mm-hmm. You know, five years ago when we did this, we did the same thing. We 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 didn't do the Mother's Day podcast for Mother's Day. We did it the week after, and right. this year we just decided to forget it. We'll do it next year and and count you know 
count our losses now and, and, and do something completely random that has nothing to do with Mother's Day. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's been kind of a, kind of a slow week news wise. There's not really much going on. Um, brewers are on a, on a nice, nice winning streak, yeah, nice brewers. winning chunk. Yeah. yeah. Three in a row, eight of 12. They're not in last place anymore in, in the world. I mean, they're still last place in the division. Right. They're not the worst team in the majors anymore. No, which is nice. It's I'll nice take, to I'll know. take that as long as you don't finish an ass last place. It'll hey, be all right. If we're eight and 12 in our last, well, 12 games, yeah. I think we're on par with the top teams in the in the, yeah. in the league. Yeah. So. yeah, it's not bad. That's not good, bad. I don't think God, I don't think the number one team has that good of a record. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's really that's really nice. Four losses every twelve games. I'll take that. Yeah. Take I think that all the, day. What's the record now? Twelve and twenty one or something? We're uh, yeah. hot, on a good streak. A new manager, new 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 mindset. Right. Uh, right, right. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out. Um, it is craft beer week um, uh, across America. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, we are celebrating by drinking a Velveteen Habit from uh, Ale Asylum, and Ryan is drinking a Spot of Cow from New Glarus Brewery. Local here, um, Wisconsin. And I randomly got a- a- a followed by a, a-, a comedy group, uh, LA Beer TV, or-, or LA Beer is their, their-, their uh, handle on Twitter. Uh, LA Beer TV is their handle on Twitter, but LA Beer is the name of their um, web-, web episodes that they have. This is live. It's it's live. It's filmed live in front of a studio audience, and they it's about a, a struggling uh, microbrewery trying to you know trying to make it big. And it was just really interesting. They randomly uh, tweeted at me. I checked out their episode, and I laughed a couple of times. I was really impressed with uh, with the quality even after the first episode. So I'm definitely gonna check out the rest and and get into it. But I just wanted to say thanks for the follow, and uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, you know check out the rest of the episode. So that's uh, labeer.tv. Or uh, at LA Beer TV uh, beer. for on the Twitters, yeah, La Beer TV on the Twitter. So um, we'll be sure to to keep following them in the future. I'm really impressed with what I saw. And again, thanks for the follow. So um, we can jump into it now uh, after some more drinking. We can. Um, found a new game on my iPhone. I just I want to talk about this. I talk about video games. Today. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It was some weird. It was on their list of iPhone or the, uh, the iTunes or the App Store mm-hmm. has a list of games that say. Uh, basically it's their pay once never pay again so there's no microtransactions of course mm-hmm. and there's just this really weird kind of off the wall game that didn't have many downloads but every review was five star and i think maybe one or two four star reviews and it was called card crawl mm-hmm. and it's this weird kind of partial solitary war type game that takes place in a just like in a dungeon or a tavern of sorts and it's just this weird game where you, you 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 the object is to collect the cards that have like the goal on them while not dying, and I, I it's really hard to explain without like playing it, but it's just fantastic. It was like a buck, and I've been nonstop playing it trying to just beat my high score because I already you know beat the whole game essentially by unlocking all the additional power up cards. Now I'm just trying to see if I can beat the high score, get the most gold in my pocket. So. Whoever made Card Crawl, I don't even. It was like three companies made it. Uh, Max Mexer Fiedler. Um, kudos to that game. Go check it out on the App Store if you've got it. <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, we can we can jump right into our uh, our mega list here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, level one songs, like I said, um, there are a few exceptions. Um, some of them don't have the l- structured level uh, sequence, but it is the first song that you would hear mm-hmm. while the actual game has been playing. So not like a title theme, not a menu theme or anything like that. It's like the first song you would hear while actively engaged in, in playing the game. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and go with the first one. I don't know where it's going to start. In are we moment. introducing the song first or are we introducing the game first? 
Um, we'll, play- we can just play the song and then we'll we'll play a little bit of the song and then go into it. Okay. So I, cause I, I'm gonna have to splice it in later because it's gonna sound really weird coming through the mic like it is. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll play good, the first one for you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Guess it yet? You hear it? <laughs> it's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, but it's from the the '90s, the mid '90s games. Um, from a couple of them uh, on the yeah. on the Genesis, yeah. which I didn't play the Genesis one. Yeah, I had a Genesis. Ren had an SNES, so we have a lot of. Uh, uh, we both had an NES, so we have a lot of games that uh, mm-hmm. kind of crossed our, our lifetime. Yeah, just our youth lifetime. Uh, the the song that that was played. Was from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time, which is what it was in the arcade and the Super Nintendo. And then what was it? Hyper. The Hyperstone Heist for the Hyperstone Genesis. Heist for. That's Genesis. where that song came from, anyway. So after you've picked your turtle, uh, which turtle did you always pick? Uh, I was between Donnie, excuse me, not Donnie, Leo and Mike. Those were my two I was, that I would always pick. I was always Donatello. Or... I beat the, I beat the game with all of them, <laughs> but I would always be Leonardo mostly, and then Michelangelo would be second. That, that would be my... Well, fitting, be my because guess. I would have always played Donatello, so yeah. we would have been a good co-op team there. Yeah, definitely. This game was frustratingly hard. Not as bad as the first one for NES, but... That game was ridiculous. Yeah, like, the, horribly ridiculous. But Turtles in Time was, was really fun and difficult. Just the fact that you went, you know, back to, like, ancient Japan, and mm-hmm. then into the future, and there was dinosaurs, and... I mean, it was just a really kind of fun beat-em-up game, but mm-hmm. that... that central theme from from this kind of game set uh was really just it was it was played a couple times in the game mm-hmm. but it still kind of keeps with the central theme you can hear the little bit of the the cartoon in there the heroes the yeah. turtle power you can hear yeah. that in the background yeah. um but yeah it just got me pumped to play this every time and that's the whole point of these songs is they're memorable to where when you turn on the game, you're humming along with it right away. Yeah, yeah. Because you played the, it so much. Because you died so much. I mean, I yeah. I died so oh, much all the time. That, yeah. There's there was times where I wouldn't even get past the Big Apple stage. Mm-hmm. So I was stuck in New York City, but I would keep hearing the song, which was okay with me, because I could hear that song. So yeah, that that's kind of uh, that's number that's number kind of our it's, baseline there. It's yeah, it it starts off with a catchy tune, and you know when it pl- when it plays, whenever I hear it playing, I always just you know, imagine or throw in the, the the sound effects from the turtles and from the foot soldiers mm-hmm. exploding when I'm playing the game. So you can I can hear everything that goes on. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of background. Yeah, play a little I'll, bit more. Yeah, I'll put it on. I'll actually have it on during the background when I'm gonna do talk. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'll just do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna have to pay for these if we do more. Yeah, we'll fine. Okay. <laughs> nobody listens anyway. <laughs> yeah. Nobody from the nobody from the RA from the uh, ESRB listens or the mm-hmm. RIAA or whoever owns right. these songs. Now, let's go right on to number 11. Now, a lot of these were very close. Yeah. Oh, we had to cut a lot for this. We'll go, we'll talk about that, you know, when we are actually, um, well, we'll talk about that when we're actually, yeah, um, it, it, we, we had, finished up at number one. Yeah. We, I think we started our list with about 17, 18. 18. And, yeah. And of course, we have to get it down to 12. We and, could, we could have kept going all day, but I mean, these are, these are the big ones that we yeah. played constantly. So, you ready? Yes. Num- this number is 11. Number 11.
makes you just want to beat up somebody, doesn't it? Yeah. You just, just want to punch somebody in the face. In, 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 a, in, in a rave. In a rave. Punch <laughs> in a punch rave. Yeah, uh, Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2 for the Genesis. Yes, because that was yes. not a Super Nintendo game. No. I played it actually, I played it on Dreamcast originally. Oh. When they released the Genesis Collection. Oh, okay. So that's when I got a big dose of all of my Genesis games were when they okay. released them okay. on, on Dreamcast. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, and they did it again that's on a smart move. They did it again on PC. So there's a lot of these games that are on PC now mm-hmm. for Steam. So okay. you get a, you know, Sega since they're, they don't make they don't make console anymore. They're focused on releasing games, and since all of their new games have been pretty terrible, right? Let's make some money in the old games that we still have sure, all the licenses sure. to. So Streets of Rage, Ultimate yeah. Beast, Fantasy Star Two. Who would you play uh, in Streets of Rage? I'd always be Axel. I don't. And even sometimes remember. Max. I think I think I was always because I was player one, so I would always sure. be Max. My or Axel. My my brother and I would would play this game, and it, this took a long time to beat. There were I think nine stages total, mm-hmm. and then plus a little mini boss stage at the end of stage nine. It was so hard. Because we, you know, after, yeah, easy, we'd beat it all in easy, no problem. And then in normal, we beat it all normal. And it's like, okay, let's play Streets of Rage 2 on hard tonight, and mm-hmm. we're going to beat it. And it took forever, because you could only have two people playing that game. Yeah. It was not, you know, they had four characters to choose from, but you could only choose two. Mm-hmm. And so it would either be Max, uh, Skate, or Blade, or whatever the kid was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sometimes Blaze. She had a good power, uh, but then mostly Axel and Max. And so Maxel. we just, yeah, Max, Maxel. And so we'd be those two guys, and, and we'd, it would, I remember just staying up late, late at nights trying mm-hmm. to beat it on hard when we were kids. And that, that first level just gets like, okay, you get pumped, you're getting into it. Okay, now I have to beat up 600 of the exact same guy in order to pass this goddamn level. So here we go. Because those, you know, those people would just spawn out of nowhere and they look exactly the same from level one all the way up to level nine. Yeah. That's such a fantastic game. I don't huh? think I ever beat all you of You never did. Oh, it was amazing. We're going to have to do that on. Uh, uh, when we extra do extra life, life yeah. yeah, we'll go. We'll play it on normal. We'll just go through it and beat the crap out of it. We'll do. We'll do old school this yeah. year when we do extra life. Do a lot of emulator stuff. Number ten. Uh, yeah, number ten. All right, number ten. This intro goes for a while, but I'll let it play in the, in the background a little bit while I'm, of course, loading up everything. Um, F Zero was one of the first racing games other than Super Mario Kart that I played. And I was terrible at it. Just terrible. It was so fast. It was so hard. It, was, it wasn't It was necessarily hard, but it was just moving so fast. And oh. my eyes couldn't keep up with it. So quick. Um, you just have to memorize what would come and that's, next. And that's, you know, coming from, you know, I didn't really play. I mean, I was never a big racing uh, game player. I played Mario Kart, which, which is fun. And, and, and they claim to be fast, but nothing's as fast as what F Zero was. And even some of the newer GameCube and uh, even like the, the Game Boy Advance versions that I've seen people play, it just I get nauseous watching them play because how fast it is and how how unbelievable the game is. But it, it used the Mode Seven, which was big on the SNES, the, the, the three the, that three dimensional kind of angle, and that made it just look faster because your cart wasn't moving, but the world was moving so much faster mm-hmm. around it. And the, the the chip, although it wasn't as powerful as Genesis, made it so it could go that fast. And Sonic was, you know, sort of the Genesis take on, on really fast gaming. But F Zero, just that Mode Seven, just made it winding. And you know, I I still remember that song to this day. And, and when I'm playing Smash Brothers, now that they added, you know, the Mute City songs to it, and even even Mario Kart, the new Mario Kart for the Wii U has an F Zero stage, and I'll play that and just 
crank up the music because it, uh, they're all takes of of Mute City. Uh, and and this was one of the games that I didn't buy or I didn't have, but my neighbor had it, and so we would play it. And I would always lose because I'd run in and I'd run into things, and, and, and my car would just explode. <laughs> it's a, it's and... a hard game. This is one of the most difficult racing games, but it had such a cool soundtrack. It mm-hmm. it really did. If if you could get even get that far, because you can get past the first goddamn yeah. level, because everything is so fucking fast. Yeah, I and, and that was the problem. Like it was great. It had a great um um uh, 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 method of how you would play it, and mm-hmm. a great story. And but it just those levels were so hard. It's like Mega Man. Mega yeah. Man's impossible, but it's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing with F Zero, but not on that level though. Mega Man is just impossible. Yeah, but I, I think I've played more of F Zero now that I've been older and my eyes can keep up with it. Right. And I have it on the Wii U and the Virtual Console, so right. I can just kind of turn it on whenever I want and mm-hmm. play it. But I've watched speedrunners play this, and I just I envy the people who can move that fast because <laughs> my my fingers don't move that fast. And I'm not the greatest at video games, but you know, you watch some of these people who are. Who, I mean, this is one of the few games that they play and they get really good at it. It just makes me envious. And I'm like, oh, I'm defeated. I'll never be able to do this. <laughs> I am let me, defeated. Let me play a different game. <laughs> We're on number nine now. So, yeah, let us do lettuce. Let's get number nine up here. And this is going to be a break from uh, kind of the newer systems. We're going back to, to old school with this one. And excuse me, by old school, I mean, you know, maybe three years before any of these other games. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Now, I never played this game. Uh, this game is hard. Never played it uh, when I was younger. Never had an, uh, never had an NES of my own. Um, I had a friend who had an NES, but the games that he had were like Mario, you know, Duck Hunt, and then obscure things like Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. and like some other kind of not games like. Castlevania or right, right. Contra or even Mario Three. Oh, so Mario 3 I don't, I don't know, I don't know what, what, what kind of game they were playing. But yeah. I, I, whenever we were over there, I would only really want to play Mario or, or Duck Hunt or something because hell, if I want to play Tom and fucking Jerry, <laughs> no one does. I mean, I played it once, I beat it, and I don't want to play it again. It was a, yeah. not a very good platformer, but it was a platformer nonetheless. And then he got Super Nintendo, and guess what game he got for the Super Nintendo? Tom and Tom Jerry. And Jerry. <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't want to play any more Tom and Jerry. Dude loves his Hanna-Barbera, man. That's, that's what, what else can I say? I'm sure his parents were, I mean, yeah. wouldn't let him get too much more from that. But yeah, Castlevania, the original Castlevania for the uh, NES. This is one of those ones where the, the box looks absolutely nothing like what you get in, when you play the actual in game. In standard 80s fashion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, this one was just blatant. And it's, it's really funny because I'll watch... Um, there's an episode of a regular show where they're playing games and all they have is like an like an eighties console and they'll, they'll look at the box art and go, Whoa, it looks just like the game and then it flashes <laughs> down and it's just the two pixeled characters. And that's how we felt. I mean right. at the time Right. You know, at the time the kids these days don't use their imaginations. Back then we had to think about what the character looked like. Right. And and it was true to to a point. We we just imagined that the character looked like that and, and we would implant that into what was actually on the screen, which was just terrible 8-bit games, which is why I think now it's harder to go back and play other games that I'm not familiar with. With it being not very good 
graphically or gameplay wise a lot of games i'll tolerate because i've played them when i was younger and i know the, the them nostalgia but, factor but going back and playing games that i've never played before it just i can't i mean yeah. whether the controls aren't, aren't great or, or or tweaked properly or it just the looks gameplay bad itself is just terrible yeah i mean and, and i don't want to sound like a like a jaded new gamer or anything like that but you know i played the games when i, I played a lot of games when i was younger I don't need to go back and play the ones that I missed. I know that I missed them. I'm upset that I missed them at the time. I'll watch somebody else play them all day and, mm-hmm. and listen to them talk about it, but I'm not going to engage in that myself unless it's a game I've already played mm-hmm. because I have that attachment to it. In Castlevania, I didn't play when I was younger. I did pick it up later. The first Castlevania I played, which for a lot of people was their first Castlevania, was Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation. That was my first Castlevania, and that was kind of the new style of Castlevania games now where it was very flashy side scrolling and right. lots of different things to do. Um, speaking of Castlevania, the, the, the guy who created Castlevania uh, is kickstarting a new game. Oh, uh, a, a new Castlevania game because he tried pitch. It's called bloodstain. Uh-huh. Um, and he tried to, to pitch it to these, you know, to the publishers and everything. And they said that nobody wants a game like that anymore. So he went to Kickstarter to prove them wrong. Oh. He's like, he's got the money to do it, mm-hmm. but he wants to show that there's a demand for these so he can continue to do it. Mm-hmm. So at least he's being, A, is being honest, the fact that he has uh, money to do it, but he wants fans to help in and, and, and be part of the creation process. And mm-hmm. two, good on him to, to say, you know, let's do this and show, you know, Konami or Capcom or sure. and anybody that, that, you know, these games are still wanted. Right. And right. It, it looks, I mean, there isn't anything out about it yet, just a couple of concept art pictures and a screenshot concept, but, it, you know, 2D, side-scrolling, platforming. Music and whips and swords. I mean, yeah, what I mean, more do you need? Yeah. I mean, it's Castlevania for crying out loud. Yeah, so. Don't need anything more than that. So that was a Castlevania tribute. <laughs> going on to number eight now. Number eight. Going back to the new school. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Newer school. Did you play this when it first came out? Uh, not when it first came out. I got a, I, I got a new one a little bit after. I had never owned it. Okay. So when Star Fox 64 came out, or Star Fox, or just Star Fox. This was the original Star Fox. For 64? No, for Super Nintendo. Oh! That's the SNES version. Oh god, then I never played this game. Yeah. It's a memorable theme, but yeah. there's a lot of people who didn't play it. Um, I had to rent it from the local uh, video store that we had. The local rentery. The Dr. Video, as it was called. Dr. Video. Yeah, the, the, it was an old tube TV. He had glasses on an antenna. And he looked like, <laughs> he looked like a, a doctor. He was a doctor. He was a Dr. Video. That's funny. And I would rent this all the time. It's two fifty-two or two sixty-two to rent the game mm-hmm. for for two days, and I would rent this bad boy uh, fairly often. This and NBA Jam were kind of the, the go-to games for rentals. Like if I was if I did my chores or something, we'd go rent a game for the weekend, and it was either Star Fox or uh, what did I just say? Star Fox and NBA Jam. You know, game, games that I had saves on that I could go back to playing because somebody else wouldn't delete them. So that was always really fun. Uh, but that one just gets me pumped. And and I always want to go and, and play more Star Fox. And there was always a part of me that died with this song because I was always so bad when I was so young. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I'd get past the first level. And I mean, the menu theme was good too, but I'd always go back and try to play this one just to, to do barrel rolls and listen to the music. Uh, I think Star Fox 64 had a take on this song, and I know like Smash Brothers has a version of the song for their um, for the Star Fox level. So 
but yeah, Star Fox is number five. One, two, three, four, five. But yeah, I don't, yeah you didn't have a Super Nintendo uh, when you were Star Fox younger. is eight. No, it's five. We're going back. Oh yeah, eight. Sorry. Come fifth, on. It's the fifth Dude. one on our list. Five Jeez. down. Um, did you have a Super <laughs> Nintendo? Uh, no. I didn't think you did. No. That's why some of the Friends are... of mine did, but we never had Star Fox. Yeah. But it's a great song. Get you pumped to yeah. want to do barrel rolls and yeah. shoot things. Do and... barrel roll. Do barrel roll. Number seven. Number seven. This song's so oh, great. God. This song's so great. This just turned me on. world was introduced to this song in the movie that we had two weeks ago as our oh, vault yeah, pick. The, uh, the wizard. The wizard. Yeah. No, leave it play. We'll no. talk over it. Well, we will. We, I'll, oh, it's so fantastic. That's from Super Mario Brothers 3, the very first level, level one, world one. And it just sets the stage What for, for one of the greatest Nintendo games to ever be created, in my opinion. I know there there are some great Nintendo games out there, but this is this is top five. And uh, as for play, for playability, for for the the way you could do the the, the co-op version <laughs> of it, where one person will play one level, the next person will get the next level. Um, and the music in, in here is fantastic. You where you uh, maybe the first video games, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, where you actually have power ups that you could save and use for later and collect them throughout the game, where you'd have you know that little that yeah, box the, on the bottom. It was definitely the first Mario game where with you an could inventory. pick exactly with an inventory. We could pick um, your fire flowers or your leaves to turn you into a raccoon tail, and you could fly away uh, with the P wing, and you'd fly, and the music box, and everybody would go sleep in the flute, and you could warp. Ah, yeah. I'm gonna play this later. Yeah, this, this is one of my favorite games of all time, and, and just that song gets me so hyped for, for the hyped. hours, the hours, and I am so proud to this day. I beat this game uh, in college, so I was a little older, but I did not have the uh, uh, use of an emulator when I originally beat this game. I beat this by myself. I didn't go to class that day. I just woke up with no feeling at all towards going to class, and I just sat there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to beat Super Mario Brothers 3 today. So I used my roommate's NES, I threw in Mario Brothers 3, and I beat the whole fucking thing in nice. one day, and that is my one of my crowning achievements as a gamer, to use it to beat that without an emulator. And it just gets me so jazzed up, and I'm so proud of myself for doing that. So it's fantastic. I love that song. I think the first time I played it was on... Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, okay. SNES, sure, they, when they had all of them together. And they instituted a save policy in that game. Okay. So See, I didn't could, have that when I was working on yeah, the NES. So you could, I mean, you could save your progress a little bit in that mm-hmm. game. Um, but yeah, it was... It definitely was the first Mario to have the inventory system. Um, it may have been one of the first platformers to have that... An inventory system. Large inventory system. Yeah. At least to have, you know, you have your choice You had choice three of, rows. Yeah. You, you would never fill it up, but... Oh, I would fill it up all the time. For real? I play I play the first two levels, gathering all the jewels that I could from the toad houses and from beating the levels. Okay. And maybe the hell, maybe even part of the first the third one because I think the third one was with the pipes. Or no, wait, third one's a water level with the pipes. Oh no, one of them had the pipes, and I go to the, all the toad houses there and get because they had like four or five toad houses mm-hmm. like in a row, and I grab them all, and get all the jewels, and then I'd go and do the warp whistle, and then I'd move up to level eight, and then that that's how I beat it when I had a full row of like leaves. Or fire flowers, because those are the thing. If you don't have a leaf or fire flower, fuck it. Frog shoot, frog shoot isn't gonna help you in World Eight. Not happening. No. Not happening. There's a there's a really cool uh, speed run of the game where uh, there's because there's a whole bunch of different uh, 
kind of classifications of speedruns, and one of them is no warp whistle, play all the levels. Wow. Uh, the guy did it in less than an hour. Wow. I think the world record's like 50 minutes. Jesus, that's insane. Um, and it requires you to have, pretty much throughout the whole game, it requires you to have the, just the raccoon tail. Sure. Okay. I can see. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Excuse me. Not the raccoon the tail. It has the, the fire. Because oh. when, when you fight the bosses, oh, it's you, the easiest you way to get jump on them, yeah, shoot the sure. fire at them, and it, it kills sure, them. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. And if you lose that, oh, yeah. And if you lose that, you know. You, Rough. Yeah, because you're not collecting items as you go, of course. So you sure. have to go you back. Don't, you don't have time one. to do that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, there's, gotcha. there's a few times. I think there's only, a, I think there's one or two times in the run where he lost the fire purposely because he had to use the P-Wing. Oh, okay. To fly through a level. Yeah, like some of the auto-scrolling levels. Got it, got he it. Had to use that. But, okay, okay. Yeah, it. It's fantastic to watch those guys speed run it. And That's anybody awesome. I'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, Mario 3 number... That was number 7. Now we're on to number 6. Number 6. Did we, just, did we just go to the jungle? I guess Mario let out his, uh, his captive monkey. <laughs> mm, that sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know it does. Yeah, this is, this is a long intro, but it just got you pumped up to play the game. Like, un- yeah, it just it just set the tone for this fun country country. I think it's a jungle style game in Donkey Kong Country, and I I played this. I, I had friends who had uh, this was on N sixty four and Super SNES, Nintendo. SNES, and this was such a fun game mm-hmm. to play, and the the graphics were unreal for. That it's style of still, a game. It's probably one of the best looking games for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, oh, definitely, none. definitely. And that that's that first level, the island swing. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, and one of the few things about Donkey Kong is I think it, it's one of the best soundtracks, kind of pure soundtracks front to back for, yeah. each, for each stage. My yeah. favorite soundtrack, my favorite song from the soundtrack is the uh, the aquarium song for the water levels oh yeah, yeah. Water when level you song, ride that, that swordfish water level songs historically are shitty because the level is shitty yeah, who wants to play a water level bad. really I didn't mind water levels I thought they were fun but water the, level music in Super Mario Brothers the original Super Mario Brothers that was fun no that was not good <laughs> yes it was no the the it it's tolerable um, but like in Super Mario Brothers, it was just a slow lullaby version of the yeah. damn original. Yeah. At least yeah. in Donkey Kong Country, it was it was mysterious. Like the, the like it, it just it, you had that sense of wonderment and like like you're somewhere that you you haven't been before, which is true. You don't go to water levels very often and enjoy them. But mm-hmm. this Donkey Kong game, oh my goodness, it had the great water level, had a great obviously starting song. Boss songs are great. Um, I think I would put Donkey Kong Country in probably my top five all-time greatest soundtracks, period, because of how well it was, was made. And I mean, two and three also had really good soundtracks, too, and they were all different. They didn't repeat any songs. They had each game, Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3, had distinct soundtracks that fit their game. So back when back at a time when, when people who made games and sequels gave a shit about what their music was in the game, they... Made and this was rare at the time, rareware. Which God, I wish Microsoft didn't kill them. Yeah, you know they made some awesome games with the Donkey Kong Country games, and like Banjo Kazooie for the S for the Nintendo sixty four and GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. I mean that that was great when they got sold to to um, Microsoft and made games like Grabbed by the Ghoulies 
Yeah. And and Perfect Dark Zero, which was okay, and Cameo. I mean, they've had a couple good games since they've been on Nintendo on Microsoft, but nothing near the same uh, wonderment and 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 grandioseness that is Donkey Kong, the 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 the, the games for Super Nintendo and sixty four. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country, the first level theme, which is called Island of Swing, uh, cracks the list at number six. So before we get on to the top five, why don't we yes. go ahead and let's make our let's make our honorable mentions before we get top five. Yes, okay. okay. So a good spot. we uh, there were there were a few that we couldn't we just couldn't fit on there if, with as many video games as we played throughout the years and as much nostalgia as this list brought back. We we listed a lot of video games and we might actually split this list into another list down the line where it's just sports theme songs for video games well, we could do i mean you could do sports theme songs i didn't play many sports games so oh i played very, a ton it'd be uh, so easy to do for me um i i played a lot of like the, the action games i played a lot of games that my parents had to approve of first so like home, it's like <laughs> sure it's like home alone 2 <laughs> and you know mario kart right um but you know we had we had a, you know we we tried to keep it to theme to to level one songs but we had yeah some exceptions on there originally, like Brian was saying, with sports songs. We had things like NFL Game Day, which... Yeah, Game Day know, 98 and uh, the, Mad 93, MLB Sports Talk Baseball, NHL for the Sega Genesis. Oh, those were great games. And, and, great and songs. We had them on the list. I was afraid we weren't going to have enough to make a, a 12 list, but we ended up with too many. Way too many. Uh, so we were able to remove those. But those are theme songs, so technically they wouldn't have counted. Correct. But the argument to be made is in a sports game, you do spend the majority of your time in... The or a large menus. portion of time setting rosters, picking your team, setting the, the the time for each quarter that has to pass by. Or in the MLB Sports Talk Baseball, you could actually set your lineup. They had full MLB rosters from 1991, mm-hmm. and and you could actually set your roster if you wanted to set you know pick a special roster and make your own so to speak all star team. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A so lot ga- of fun. So games like that don't necessarily. Um make the list per se mm-hmm. um but I'll, I'll i'm sure when we're talking about this we'll have some clips from some of the various songs um i had scott pilgrim versus the world the game on here which would have been the newest game by far yeah on this list and it the reason it didn't make it is because i've brian's never played the game as you've heard before on previous podcasts he's never watched the movie no um which one of these weekends we're going to have to do a mer- a, a double movie a double feature because i've got to watch moon. you have to watch moon you have to watch moon so bad i might rules. i might go home and watch it tonight just to spite you go ahead and then i'll we'll we'll, we'll convene that'd be about great. that that'd be great um, i love moon i thought it was so cool but we had i had scott pilgrim on there because it was a song the, the band is anamanaguchi and they do chiptune music and they did the whole soundtrack but that first level is called another winter and it just it just I, I get lost in the song because it is so fitting. It's a it's a 16 bit side scroller made in 2012, but it fits the theme of Scott Pilgrim, both the graphic novel and the movie, just to the T. So I commend them for making that song. But unfortunately, they don't make uh, they didn't make the list because we had 12 other great songs on there. Uh, right. We Kirby's Dreamland is not on yeah, the list. Yeah, Kirby's Dreamland was on there. Uh, the first level of Kirby's Dreamland is just fantastic it, and, and it is it's dreamland and it sets you up with this really fun balloony type song because that's mm-hmm. what kirby is he's just this giant blob that just inhales everything so it, it fits again fits the, the 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 theme of the game the tone of the game very well right from the beginning um and then i also cut off excuse me an additional mario game i did yeah yoshi's island 
on Mario 64. 64 or excuse me, Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart 64 didn't make it. Yeah. The, the, the Mario Stadium didn't make it. Uh, Yoshi's Island didn't make it. Um, and that one's kind of whimsical and, and light, airy. And it's good because it's the first Mario game to not have a time limit. The second Mario game to not have a time limit. Right. Which I don't really count Mario 2 because it's not a real Mario game. They just... They, 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 they put a different skin over a yeah. game that... Because <laughs> yes. the Mario, the Lost Levels, is what was supposed to be Mario 2, but mm-hmm. it was so hard. That, that it, Americans they, they, were too. We couldn't have yeah, good hard games. We they, needed they feared, games. What do you mean you can't have good hard games? They released Mega Man Two, didn't they? That game's impossible. After Mario Two, didn't was it come over? Oh well, still. Anyway, and then I think that's really it for the honorable yeah. mentions that we got rid of. Yeah. Um, we had a couple others on the list, but yeah. you know it. We really were able to get it down to a nice list of level one songs. Yeah. Um, all of them. Oh, old. Earthworm Jim did. Earthworm Jim didn't make it. Yeah. Um, uh, has another one. That's like that's like seven, that's another list right there of games that didn't make the original list. We could have a list part two. <laughs> honorable mentions. Batman, Batman didn't make it from the NES. That was a great soundtrack. Yeah, but that had a lot of tones from the movie. They, like, uh, yes and no. Not, it, not it was a, a new, ton. No, it was a new guy who did the soundtrack. We talked about this during the video game movies. Did we? It was a different guy doing the soundtrack, but a lot of the soundtrack sounded like the original movie. Right. But he did a good job of turning it into a yes. video game. Yes, very much so. so, so. Um, All right, we can jump into five. Yeah, it's enough honorable mentions. Yep. Let's do number... Number five. Number five. From the Sega Genesis platform. Hey, you're ruining it. No, you didn't. You're ruining it for the kids. It's our only... For the kids. For the two people it's listening. It's our only Genesis game for the rest of the podcast. That's true. That's right. That's right. Is it? Is it? Is it? Well... It is. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. So long, Sega. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta push play. But I suppose what better way... To end the Sega reign, we only had a couple of games I think for Sega, but, but I mean, what a way to end it than by starting it off for the game that kind of sold the Genesis yeah. to a generation. It came with the Genesis for, yeah. for a while as well. It's uh, from Sonic the Hedgehog, Green Hill Zone, level number one. Oh, it's such a fun, and I can just hear Sonic bouncing in my head with his little, with his, I, his, his sound I'm, glad, I'm glad you can hear him bouncing. I hear <laughs> yeah. him losing his coins. No, no, I hear the don't rings lose your coins. No, you never lose coins in level one. Yeah, it's impossible. Bang! Yeah. And then you're running around just... trying to scramble to get the coins. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> and jumping on that, that, that little TV with a shield in it. Oh, man. That game, that game was so cool. I remember getting Sega Genesis. That was, that was their flagship uh, uh, side-scrolling game uh, uh, coming out with Sonic the Hedgehog. And, what a what a cool game, mm-hmm. uh, and and the, the whole and the, this this list could be filled with Sonic the Hedgehog games. That had a fantastic soundtrack. When you look at Green Hill Zone, uh, Spring Yard Zone, uh, I think Twilight Zone. But they're not all level ones. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if we would have altered yeah. it and just had it be video game songs, I mean, we it could, could have been littered with Sonic. We could go through Sonic Three and just take all the Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, Sonic Three was Michael Jackson. Yeah, he had a big part in it, and then his he decided not to be a part of it. And he like he did a lot of. The, he, he did a lot of like writing of the songs and everything, and then they, uh, then like Sony, or his record label, like told him to stop doing it, and so they have a lot of assets from Michael, because huh. he was working on Dreamwalker or Moonwalker at the yeah, time yeah, too, yeah. so they were borrowing him to come and write music for Sonic. So he's uncredited for writing a lot of music in Sonic. I had no idea. That's insane. I'm gonna have to get a link of that. Yeah, I'll send you the video. Yeah, um, that's of, crazy. Of the of the the, the 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 like factor fiction of it, and it's really yeah. cool because yeah. you can hear a lot of similarities in the songs from his songs and from what's in Sonic. Interesting. So, I didn't know that at all. Sonic Three was a great game too. Mm-hmm. That was the one that introduced, uh, or that you could play as Tails or Sonic, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you could also put it into the Sonic and Knuckles game and combine those two games to make like an ultimate game. Remember doing that? 
Well, I never had a thought. I never had a Sega Genesis. Genesis. Oh, but, come I saw, on. but you know, I, I I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. My my combining of co- of cartridges was uh, kind of relegated to Game Genie. Yeah, on, okay. Uh, underneath, See, never had a Game Genie. Parents wouldn't buy it. I didn't. Don't blame them. <laughs> I didn't have a game. I didn't have yeah. a Game Genie. Uh, my I had friends who did, so I'd go over and just plop the cartridge sure, on top, and sure. it was fun because you were just you put in tiny like slot machine codes, and nope. Oh, Free guys and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So that was a blast. You know, it's basically hacking for for dummies. Yeah, is what it was yeah. because you were literally changing the code inside the cartridge. Right, right. So cool. All right, uh, we can move on. Number four. Number number four. four. I thought of this morning while we were trying to make the list as we were uh, we were uh, g chatting at work, and I was like, oh, dude, I don't know I how we could we, leave this off. I think we talked about it in the car, but we didn't Did we? add it. Okay, this is the one that needed to get added. This is the one that every time I played this game on the Game Boy. This is a Game Boy game. This is old old school. And th- this was it. This was it for me. You just in your this is stuck in your head the rest of the day, no matter how long you play this game. The only the only game in here created by Kami. <laughs> Damn Russians! Oh, this game is so brilliant, and, and the music is so awesome. I mean, all, all three songs from the original Tetris. I thought there was only two. There's three. There's themes A, B, and C. I thought there was A and B. Okay. Um, but uh, but for the Nintendo or for the Game Boy? Uh, I don't know. I just know there was three in the version I played. Okay. And maybe the newer versions have the third one. But I know right. a, a was the one that I always would oh, play always. to. Oh, I mean, I would play B every so often. I think it's on the Game Boy. It's on the A and B. I think C was on the NES. Because you can see NES uh, package on the YouTube. But uh, I would always play A. It was just the more upbeat... And you and you could play you could play for hours depending on how good you were at the game and you never got yeah. sick of it and it loops in the perfect spot so you keep it seems like the song goes on forever the song's in like a minute and a half it's a long the song itself I think is only about forty seconds and okay it and it loops. just loops it's it's so awesome it's so awesome and I just and I love it and like I said before you you're playing this game and and you you be playing for ten minutes the song is stuck in your head the rest of the day and it might be stuck in my head the rest of this podcast I don't know we're gonna have to wait and find out. So, uh, It'll be stuck in my head. I think I'll go home and play a little bit of Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. Oh, yeah, uh, Tetris is brilliant. I've been in a really weird, and I think part of the reason why we're doing, we've done two video game podcasts in three weeks, and yeah. I've been kind of on a video game kick. I was, wasn't playing games for a while, and we'll probably I'm be on kinda, another one. I'm kind of giving. Well, that's not for another like four months though. Uh, Stoyan said he might do one in uh, in the middle of the summer. Okay, kind of have like a warm up. Okay, that's good. I just I've. Like I, I went, I'm on my computer the other day. I downloaded a few games and started playing them. I went to my, went to my Wii and started playing like F Zero again and Mario okay, Kart yeah. and Super Mario Kart. And I'm just like, man. See, that's the thing. If I get a Wii U, it's just going to turn into an emulator for older games. All right, they have a lot of good ones. Yes, they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got. I, I downloaded a bunch of. Well, my birthday present. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but my birthday present to myself was I bought a bunch of USB controllers of old nintendo controllers so i've got two <laughs> you and i are so different my birthday present i'm kicking around to myself it's just gonna be a straight razor shave at a, at a salon <laughs> i uh well they were like they were like four bucks each so i got like two super nintendo controllers and a 64 controller gamecube controller so on my computer right, right. for the games that i would need to to, to emulate <clears throat> um <laughs> i have the ability to play with the older ones so, right so so that was that that was my birthday present to myself but yeah tetris i'll probably I mean, there's so many different versions of it. You can even play a fake Tetris without the music, but the the, the game is still the same, and the game is still great, but the music, just having that looping in the background just mm-hmm. makes it that much better. Right. Having the original version of Tetris. All right, uh, we can move Ready? on to number three. Yeah. Number three. Oh, my God. This was stuck in my head all day. 
Remember when we were in college oh. and I downloaded this for the 360 because they had the original Contra yes! available? Oh my god, we actually, oh, that was really tough because you did, uh, would we, I don't think we'd even use the D-pad because it would only you work couldn't. on the analog. Yeah, well, the, the, the D-pad on the 360 controller was so shitty. Yeah. Because it wouldn't exactly do up, down, left, right. You actually had better chance of being precise but on the D-pad. But you had to be down on the D-pad because you had to move straight down because you'd have to duck yeah. under those bullets. This game was the best. This was the original game with the Konami code, wasn't yep. it? That's where the Konami code came from. Mm -hmm. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start, something like that. Starts, yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. And this was this was the ultimate two-player game. And and, and, and and so much that if you would die and you had no lives left, you could actually steal lives from the player that was mm -hmm. playing if they were still It was alive. cooperative. It was so mean? It was so <laughs> great. Like, don't steal my lives, you son of a bitch. But that's the, you know, because we'd get mad as a kid because we would still want to play the game. But in retrospect, you would want to steal that person's life so you could have two people versus... Mm -hmm. You know, one thing, but if people keep dying a lot, they don't belong taking your level, your lives, yeah. because you're much better than they are. So, this is one of my favorite games to play yeah. for the original Nintendo system, and this is, I think, anybody's favorite game to play for the original Nintendo nah, system. It's, it's, it, it's got to be top ten, and anybody's well, list, top ten. Yeah, it's Contra, one of the top. You know, one of the one yeah. of the best. This, and then they came up with Super Contra, but this, this song just jacks you up this was stuck in my head all day and even this this game had one again another great soundtrack the second level and the level with the falling rocks and a bunch of boss levels where the music would just get really intense oh mm -hmm. it's so good i could just hear those little those pea shooters do, 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 do. oh so good now I, I like i like the cover of the nintendo game it's so great it schwarzenegger stallone yeah, schwarzenegger stallone and yeah. then you have uh, an alien, an alien in the back from, yeah. from the Alien movies. Yeah. It's just so awesome. It is so awesome. It's 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 not really Schwarzenegger and and Stallone. It's just their likeness, exactly. very very poorly. Yes, but but it is them. But yeah, Contra was a good, great side-scrolling two-player game. It was only, I mean, it was a one-player game, but it was meant to be played as two-player. It uh, really it, was. You can play it as one, but if you didn't, yeah, you gotta have a buddy with you because it's it's uh, it's treacherous going out there with uh, when alien forces are. It's around dangerous you. to go alone. Take a friend. Take a friend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we can move on to number two, which uh, some people are, might think it's number one worthy, but it's not, and you're wrong, and this is why, and we'll talk. You're about wrong. It. You're wrong. And this is number two. But we respect you being wrong. No, I don't. I do. <laughs> cell phone it's you know for for the ringtone and anytime you mention mario brothers oh yeah do 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 and when everybody has like a full pit orchestra this is the song that everybody plays when somebody has a, a class there's all these youtube videos of people who have to make a, a musical instrument out of an everyday object and what song do they demo super mario brothers this is the most recognizable most memorable song <sighs> probably out of all video games but it's not the best because overall i feel it's just not the best song, even though it is the most memorable. The best song is obviously going to be the number one, and it has the better uh, uh, um, orchestral, I guess, over you know overtones to it, where they have much more music think, coming into it. I think my issue with the Mario 
song. And it's not a bad song. We're gonna nitpick at it I to make it, it to why it's much. number two. Did you? I well because you I, there was no saving. B, oh. I would die a lot. Okay, and it, you it, suck it, at it. it. I know. When I was, young, I never, I never beat this uh, with. I never beat this with uh, normal though. This was, this was a tough game. I'll give you that. To be fair, and the picture is here. He's dead because he's running into a brick wall, brick wall, and there's lava underneath him. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> there's no way he's surviving. Now, I, that. I think the issue with this for this being kind of oversaturated is yes, the first, the one that we're gonna our number one is also played a lot, but there's different versions of that. There really aren't different versions of the song. There's no. little, there's little takes of the do 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 in different games. Right. But that was the, this was the one of only four songs in this game. You had the un- you had the yeah. underground, underwater, boss level, yeah, and this. Yeah, and you heard the yeah. song a lot. Yeah. So even if you did die a lot, you still heard it because it was about fifty percent of the levels. On- right. It was it was fifty percent of almost every world. Every yeah, they at least fifty percent. But, but and, and then the better song of this is, in my opinion, is the is the under world <laughs> theme. Yeah, the dungeon theme. <laughs> oh, the dungeon <laughs> theme or the under, under, underground? <laughs> That's underground. <laughs> the dungeon theme would be. <laughs> Oh yeah, that one. right. But yeah. yeah, it's it's the underworld theme. Like that's a that's a that might be the better one in, in my opinion. I I don't know, but it can't make the list because it's not the first level. It's the nope. second level. It is game. the second level. So this one gets bumped up, and rightfully so. It's a great song, but it's not the best song. And we're gonna go right into the best song with another NES masterpiece. But but before we do that, oh, okay. uh, but before let's recap. Oh yeah, we gotta do that. But wait, there's more. But wait. <laughs> Well, but wait, there's but wait, there's more. All right, number twelve, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hyperstone Heist, or Turtles in Time, depending on what console you had. We have uh, number eleven, Streets of Rage two, for the Genesis. Number ten, uh, what the hell was that? F zero, F zero. God, Mute City. I'm like Mad City. What the hell is that? What the what the Mad City? <laughs> no. That's a that's a that's Mad Season. That's Matchbox twenty. Yeah. Uh, number uh, nine. nine is Castlevania's first uh, song. Number eight is Star Fox for the SNES. Uh, number seven, Mario Brothers three. Ah, number six is Donkey Kong Country for the SNES. Number five, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Green Hill Zone. I love that one. Uh, number four is Tetris Theme A for the Game Boy. Number three, uh, Contra Jungle Theme. <sighs> Junk. That's so good. Play no. it again. No. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No. Um, number two, Super Mario Brothers, the very first level. And then our number one. Again, from the SNES, following Super Mario Brothers. And I feel bad because this one does kind of skirt the rule of first level, but... It is the first level. It is the first level. It is the first level. It happens right after you get your sword. It happens even before. Even before you get your sword. I don't know how I don't know how it couldn't be number one on the list. Just because of what... I mean, people go listen to orchestras play this song live. They don't do that I for have. the Mario Brothers song. Well, what are you saying? I've heard, because it's I such heard, a cool song. I have heard Mario Brothers and part live of, also. part of one of the greatest soundtracks ever. For video games. Yeah. yeah it, really, I, I, it really is fantastic. I know. I'm just And it, it's so majestic and magical. I mean, who, who doesn't recognize this one? Yeah. This is, of course, the original Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it is so fantastically awesome. Just this this majestic theme that you're playing through with all these mobs just everywhere. With your sword hack and slash and your shield and gaining all these items. And just, oh, it's, and you hear this song. 
and they, they've adapted it over the years for the various different platforms that Zelda has appeared on. But it's always the same. But it's always theme. the exactly, exactly, and it's it's so it's so fantastic, and I wish. I wish I were playing it right now. It's so good. With the, and you have that gold cartridge. Oh, the nostalgia is just pouring over me right now. My, uh, between the two, um, between the two Nintendo consoles that are currently out, 3DS and Nintendo Wii U, I think I have every main release Zelda game. That's nuts. Um, other than, uh, Spirit Tracks and, uh, the other DS when they came out, but you have the ability to have them all mm-hmm. because the, the the 3DS has uh, Zelda, Zelda Two, um, it has Link's Awakening, it has Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, Majora's Mask 3D, Ocarina of Time 3D, right. Minish Cap. Um, the Wii U has Link to the Past. Uh, you can also get Ocarina and Majora's Mask, which you have to emulate for those. Um, then it has uh, the Wii compatibility, so play Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Uh, and then you can play the new ones, like uh, Hyrule Warrior, which isn't really a main release game. But between the two Nintendo systems that are out right now, you can play every single main Zelda game. And that's awesome. Every game yeah. has I some think, bit of this to I it. I think that's something that I never really got into, and I'm kind of ashamed of myself that I, I played I played Zelda before. I, I had uh, Zelda Link to the Past in the Game Boy, and I played the original for the NES, uh, and a few others. But I, I've never gotten into it like I feel that I should have. You because did. it was such a great, it's such a great series. You did play Link's Awakening in college. I remember you had that all on your the emulator time. Oh, it was so good! Every time I'd walk in, and you'd be playing Link's Awakening. And it's such a great game, and it's, it's just in a poopy version of the of uh, Game Boy. Like I should yeah. have something with some color on it, but it was such you a had great color game because you were. Play, I think you were playing the DX version. Oh, maybe so you had the color in the extra dungeon. Right, so. right. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was so just, great. That was my. That's when I was like, oh, he likes Zelda. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Zelda's <laughs> great. Zelda was so fantastic. So and and, and the best uh, video game th- uh, first level theme in in my opinion. Yeah, and it would be probably number one for overworld themes. Also, <sighs> it has to be. Uh, I couldn't think of a better overworld yeah. tune uh, than Zelda, and, right. and it is. I mean, the different versions are great. I think I'd maybe be maybe be. I think I would probably put Ocarina's or Ocarina at number one over this Zelda, just because mm-hmm. it's more. It is more majestic. And, okay. And it sounds a lot better. Well, they, they, they could do they, more with they it. Because they jazzed yeah. it up a little so bit. So this, I mean, yeah. this is this is definitely the 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 father of all these other sure. versions. But that one, I think, is the best, the most fleshed out, the sure, best, sure. the best overall piece of music. Right. Okay. So that's our list. So thanks to everybody for coming out and listening. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, we are going to pick a vault today. Uh, did you like the one that I showed you? I thought that was super random, and it's on YouTube, and everybody can take a look at it. Um. We can do it. It is completely. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but unless you have something no, better. Um. Which I challenge you, because we already already picked our other video game one. We can't do that Futurama one because we already picked that. I think we should do this because I just found randomly found it on Reddit and it sounds hysterical. And I'm gonna watch it later. Does it sound? It it looked like it was a. No, he made this. Yeah, but it it doesn't look hilarious. I thought it was supposed to be a horror movie. Well, it's it's gonna be hilarious because it's so awful. Uh, Like you're watching this movie just for the sake of it being so crappy. That's how I think it's gonna be funny. Okay, I'm not a big horror person, so even if it is, I'm crappy. still gonna, I'm still gonna watch it. It's, it's gonna right, be hysterical. This is, okay. this is the Brian Vault. So this pick. is this. I got it from Reddit, uh, a subreddit, uh, our movies. Um, so this is the title. Uh, Fifteen years ago, my dad spent a million dollars making a movie starring Adam West. He finished it, but never released it because it was terrible. We finally convinced him to upload it to YouTube. So a redditor, his dad, made a crappy movie starring Adam West and Corey Feldman. <laughs> Corey and Feldman. Corey Feldman is in the movie as well. 
uh, back from 2001, I think it is, and, mm-hmm. and I, ha- I have to check it out. There's all 10 parts are on YouTube. I'm going to be watching this later uh, just for the sheer bad movie factor. Which I think needs to be, I needs to be checked out. I'm gonna check it out, and we'll we'll have, maybe have a review or something of it later. I think it's well, gonna be. I think it's I don't. Be, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. That might be a right. one-sided review, but you can. <laughs> I just, you're more than welcome. I'll report to. back with what I find out. I'm definitely gonna give it, you know, the 10, 15 minutes of to see how bad it really is with Adam West and Corey Feldman. Like me being a, a, a semi-movie buff, I just think I know that you know 2001 was not a high point for either of them, with the exception of Adam West coming off of a little fun little Family Guy. Yeah, he that was the that would have been his. First couple kind of coming out again party, you know, yeah. where he kind of got back into the line. Well, I mean, he did Family Simpsons Guy. before that, and he, he but that one episode, work. but he had actually a recurring on Family Guy. Yeah. Where he's the mayor of Cohog. He is. He and still Co- is. <laughs> and Corey Feldman at, at a real low point in his career, two thousand and one. Nobody had heard it, had anything mm-hmm. from him for a long time. So I'm going to check it out. You didn't even um, the name. The, the title of the movie is Seance, aka Killer in the Dark, and it's on YouTube. So please check so it apparently out. Apparently, six friends try to hold a seance yeah. and something goes wrong. Something goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Hor- so. Horror ensues. Horror. So, uh, thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This has been another episode of Sweet 12. This is number 23. It is number 23. You didn't say that at the beginning. This is 23 in a row. Yeah, that's nice. It's a record. That is that is definitely a record. Yeah, so, thanks we, again. we didn't even do... I don't even think we did five in a row last time. We no, had 20 no, no. total or something we talked about. Yeah, so, so. We're, we're setting records all over the place. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, shout out to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, email us. Uh, uh, Sweet 12 podcast uh, to Google and, uh, and all of our links will be there so uh, uh, thanks again and uh, I'm Brian I'm Ryan take it easy this has been another episode of Sweet 12 from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble the preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name all of the copyrights to the respective authors you can find us on Twitter at Sweet 12 and on Facebook at Sweet 12 Podcast download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher Thank you for listening.